Welcome back to the Robot Factory podcast, a podcast where we record ourselves building some software in hopes of trying to sell it. With me, as always, is Caleb Sharp here <laughs> live in smoky salmon arm. It's not smoky. Well, it's a little smoky. Yeah, well, it's not smoky. What, what would you call it? Hazy? It's it's cloudy because no. I just looked at the purple air sensors. It's like 20. Well, it can be smoky, but the air quality is fine. It's not smoke. I wouldn't say it's sunny. Okay, it's not sunny. It's very overcast. <laughs> um, we have a guest today, another guest, uh, Brendan Shaw. Would you introduce yourself, please? Yeah, my name's Brendan Shaw. I'm a real estate agent uh, here out of Kamloops, BC. I've been uh, licensed since 2006. Um, actually, I was uh, had my license taken away in 2006 because I wasn't old enough. So officially what? licensed to, since 2007. Wait, how old are you? <laughs> <laughs> I was actually when I was first licensed I was 18 and uh yeah you actually have to be 19 to sell real estate and witness really? contracts so okay yeah. yeah so you are younger not not younger than you look I won't say that because I don't think that's true but you're younger than you seem like I thought I thought we Thanks. might be yeah. closer to the same age you seem like a accomplished individual that I don't often associate no, with no. youth <laughs> that's awesome I appreciate it. So yeah, out of Camelot, BC, uh, we have our own uh, real estate office. We're an independent. Um, so yeah, we're uh, based downtown Kamloops. We have about uh, 18 agents, another four or five support staff. And uh, yeah, we specialize in residential and commercial real estate here in the BC interior. Nice. Um, so as an 18-year-old real estate agent, like what, <laughs> what got you into that? I don't know. In high school, honestly, I thought I was uh, going to get into medicine. My group of friends, uh, they're, yeah. you know, all doctors or one of them went to Harvard, another went to Dartmouth and whatnot and kind of went that like science route. And that was probably like my passion in, in high school. And then uh, subsequently, actually, uh, one of my uncles gave me uh, one of those rich dad, poor dad books. And it kind of like yeah. changed my thinking, wanted me to get into like investing and stuff like that. And yeah, it just uh, real estate kind of intrigued me a little bit. And uh, yeah, just decided to move to Camelot because real estate was cheap and went to TRU, tried that out for a little bit. And in the process, just thought I'd get into real estate, get licensed through UBC and yeah, went through, went from there. I, I've not read Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Was that the book you read or was it something like yeah, that book? Yeah, it was. Well, I, I read part of it. I think the first like chapter <laughs> or two chapters is like pretty much all you need to read, honestly, because I think the rest Sweet. of the book is just kind of like going through it. But I think when you're like 16 or 17, you just don't really fully understand, right? Yeah, it, it was just nice to read something a little bit different. What was the, like if you were to synthesize the whole book, which you only read the first couple chapters. <laughs> Synthesize that down for like a couple of little nuggets. Like what's one of the big takeaways you got from that book? Well, I think the biggest thing was uh, just about like investing and stuff like that. Like uh, you don't need to necessarily, you know, work for a dollar or work an hourly mm -hmm. wage as long as you like work for an hourly wage and then invest that into something that produces more money, right? And I think that's yeah. the ultimate like gist of it. And yeah, I, I think that uh, kind of like switched my focus to from like science and, you know, getting getting into, you know, healthcare or something like that. Yeah, switching to something that, uh, you know, was more real estate focused that provided some like, some sort of income in perpetuity. So that was uh, yeah. pretty intriguing for me. That's awesome. Yeah, that's super cool. Uh, <laughs> I love hearing that. I was going to be a doctor, but decided to become a real estate agent instead. That's sweet. Yeah. Um, do you I, just out of curiosity, do you have the do you, do you got the chops to be a doctor? I don't think so. No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, I don't. I, I don't know. I wouldn't sell yourself that short. I think uh, you seem like a pretty clever guy. Um, I don't know. Maybe the, maybe the patience to sit through the sit through the education uh, is too much. I don't know. Yeah, I yeah. I would agree with that. <laughs> um, so Brennan Shaw, what it's Brennan Shaw Real Estate. Uh, it's BSRE. What does that stand for? Brennan Shaw Real Estate. Yeah, that's right. How did you start, and then how did how did that end up? becoming what it is now, 18, 18 some odd agents plus support staff. How did you get there in relatively short time? I don't even know. So <laughs> uh, I actually was originally licensed with Royal LePage. So um, yeah, they're one of the first people I went and met with. And I really liked the ownership group that was that was a part of it. Being a realtor is, is you know, it's focused on you as an individual, right? It's, it's different than any other job that I've had previously. And um, you you really have to be like self-motivated to to get out there. And so um, started out working at Royal Page as a residential real estate agent. So uh, I was selling, you know, homes, condos, townhouses to predominantly first time home buyers. And I received, yeah, like I said, you know, a lot of support from the ownership group that was there. So there are a couple agents that had been in, you know, the business for 20, 30 years that, um, you know, fed me some leads and really helped me kind of get started in this new community that I barely knew anybody. From there, um, you know, I really wanted to kind of like evolve from there, ended up uh, applying for and getting my uh, broker's license, um, managed another uh, Royal Page here in town for, for a couple of years. And then in 2012, just decided to open our own company. Sweet. And we, yeah. you said new community. Are you, are you not from Kamloops? No, I'm uh, originally from Langley. Oh, yeah. okay. What brought you? What brought you to the interior? Uh, TRU originally. So oh, okay, um, okay. Yeah. I knew, like I said, you, uh, kind of grade eleven, grade twelve. After reading that book, I knew I wanted to get into real estate. And uh, just looking at like UBC, SFU, you know, some yeah. other places where some of my friends were going to, um, you know, for two hundred thousand dollars, you could get a studio apartment in those locations. Or in Kamloops at the time, it, you could get a six bedroom house in Sahali. So <laughs> it. Uh, <laughs> It was actually, I somehow convinced my parents to, uh, you know, invest, get a house here in Kamloops. And nice. Um, yeah, I ended up renting out rooms, dens, you know, rec rooms to buddies of mine when we were going to university. And so it it was a pretty cool experience while I was at university. Yep. But yeah, uh, having six or seven roommates uh, probably <laughs> wouldn't want to do that again. So you were rich dad, poor dadding it, like, right the whole, the whole way. You were just... <laughs> Trying to, yeah, yeah, that's cool. I don't know how much inv how involved you are with attracting people to Kamloops. I know we talk about it a lot through the Innovation Center, but like, what kept you? What what kept you in Kamloops? Why did you not leave? <laughs> <laughs> that's actually a good question. Um, I, I think having that that real estate here. I mean, I, I was tied here, right? Mm, I I, yeah. I couldn't leave in a lot of ways. Um, you know, just from a management perspective perspective, but also um, there was opportunity that I saw and, you know, getting my real estate license as soon as I possibly could kind of allowed me to create that career and and grow from it. Right. And um, yeah, I mean, we're finally at a point where, um, yeah, it's a, a little bit less of a grind. And uh, yeah, I mean, now we have a family and we have roots and stuff like that. It's um, yeah, Kamloops yeah. is is truly home, right? I always assumed that you were from Kamloops, like you just seem like a significant part of the community that it felt like it was rooted, not just um, something that you had grown organically. So that's even cooler to hear. 
you know, rich dad, poor dad, you're talking about investing. You want to have maybe not trading hours for dollars. One of the things that we're trying to do as an agency is get away from that, that race as well. Um, most of our work in the past has been, well, all of our work in the past has been trading consulting hours for dollars. You, you know, there's been, you know, a few things have happened over the past, particularly in the past couple of years that have made that a little bit scary. You know, COVID happened and we thought, oh, oh no, <laughs> what's going to happen? Um, it ended up being fine. And then now we're like staring down the barrel of who knows this weird recession, depression, who knows what's coming. Um, so trying to find uh, diversified income streams. And we're looking at building, you know, building some products where we're not trading hours for dollars. So we've started this thing. We've showed, we showed it to you last, uh, last time we talked. We've talked once before. Um, we allude to you in, in episodes that we haven't released yet, but we didn't name you yet. <laughs> so, uh, um, but there's this uh, real estate agent that we've talked to. It's you, Brennan Shaw. We showed you this tool that we made, openhouse.social, which has started off as just like a really simple thing. Like we just, the obvious thing that we could identify as something that we could do. But what we're trying to do is understand more from real estate agents, other problems. Like we, I know that this solution that we're building isn't the thing that we're going to end up end up with down the line. We've already got some other ideas around how we could morph what we've built. Um, but I want to, I just kind of want to get your feedback of what we've built so far. And ideally your honest, brutal feedback, <laughs> not the, not the flowery stuff that makes us feel good. Uh, but like, you know, I don't know. G give, us, give us your thoughts around what we've built with openhouse.social. So the, the thing about real estate is there's so many different like aspects to it, right? I mean, there's sales, there's property management, there's strata management, there's finance, there's inspection management. I mean, it, it, the list kind of like goes on and on, right? And so there are, with that, you know, there's so many problems that need to be overcome. Um, with sales, I know, especially with a lot of our, you know, newer agents that may not have so much as a tech background, you know, some mm -hmm. of the issues that I've seen when they're first starting out is, okay, how do I create a professional product for my listings, right? Um, professional website, professional photos and stuff like that. You know, a lot of that sort of stuff can be contracted out, I think, relatively easily. But a lot of the social media stuff, especially when you're just starting out, you know, you don't have a budget to hire a social media manager or, or anything right. like that, yeah. right? And so, um, you know, when you brought kind of open social there, you, you know, I, I, I do think that fills a need within our industry, especially for those starting out, you know, for an affordable um, kind of solution to create some professional marketing that they can use on, you know, Instagram, Twitter, um, yeah. Facebook and stuff like that, right? Because um, there are agents out there that want that specific brand, they want their name recognized and stuff like that, which I think all of them should, especially when they're first starting out. And I think, um, you know, what you've built there is is great for that kind of like clientele, right? Um, for for me, it's a little bit different because uh, a lot of the listings that that I have right now are co-listed with other agents. You know, they're spending a lot of the time on that those sort of aspects, whereas my time is more spent on like the kind of like back management type areas, right? So newer agents, I, I definitely think should be like your target demographic for, for something like this because I okay, think... Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, it, it's something that um, I, I think would be would be needed for sure. I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna maybe put you on the spot and say like why why not for you then? <laughs> Do you want to buy it? <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, it's uh, honestly I'm in a little bit of a transition phase as far as like my uh, like social media goes and stuff like yeah, that, right? Yeah. I mean, I, I'm almost at the point where I think, um, you know. I need to hire or contract out that 
social media piece, like, you know, have a social media manager to manage kind of like all of our stuff, right? Because um, I kind of feel like that's kind of the latest procedure that I'm a part of that's probably on the chopping block where I can spend less time doing that and more time, you know, spending elsewhere. Uh, yeah, yeah. A little bit more beneficial, right? Okay. Um, I mean, the thing that I like about social media is like with Facebook, I mean, scheduling like posts and stuff like that, you know, if you have an hour of free time or whatnot once a week, I mean, you can schedule everything for a month or whatnot, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. Anytime we have new listings that come up, you know, we have a, a workflow where, you know, our admin posts it to social media and stuff like that, too. So it's, you know, for me, having that manpower kind of behind the scenes and whatnot really helps me out. But for somebody that's just starting out where you're an independent business, you're an independent agent, you know, you're, you're, you know, living you know, for all intents and purposes, paycheck to paycheck, it's, you know, th those are the sorts of processes that you need to be doing yourself and not spending money on, right? And so if there's some sort of affordable solution to automate that and make it look professional, like open social, I think that'd be the most beneficial for somebody like that. One of the things that I'm exploring is adding some service components to what we've built. So right now we've kind of approached it as as this is something that the real estate agent would use themselves. They would like you know upload pictures, craft the craft the um, the wording and the description, and and it generates. Or we can add some tools to make that a little bit easier. But it's really the agent doing all the work. Would you would you consider something um, that's a little bit more bundled in with a service? Like so you've just you've just described potentially offloading the your own social media um, tasks to to someone else if we if we had that um, would that be interesting at all yeah I think so yeah someone that could yeah put it together and you know I don't know if it's uh, yeah and then just yeah load it for to Facebook or Twitter or Instagram for for me or something like that I mean that would be yeah I mean that would be ideal huh interesting well I'll have to, I'll, I'll, I'll have to explore that a little bit and think about it I I, I I'm not trying to like commit you to to some yeah. things here on the air at all. Like that's not the goal here. I'm not trying to trap you. I'm just kind of exploring some of these ideas. Um, okay. Uh, what about the rest of the agents in your uh, in your office? You know, as I walk down the street, you know, there's a there's a bench just out front of the office that has uh, what's his name Doyle? No. Yeah, Joe Doyle. Yeah, Joe Doyle. He's he's yeah. he's got a bench and it's got your branding on it. It's VSRE branding. Um, is there is there some economies of scale where some of the other agents could could come on board and have have some of these like this branded imagery, branded social media posts that are branded as BSRE? Is that something that would like as a as a whole organization that would be interesting? Uh, I think so. Like I remember being a part of Royal Page, and Royal Page had kind of this back end software where yeah, they had a bunch of like Word documents, right, with Royal Page branding or mm -hmm. um, flyer postcards with Royal Page branding that you just like in a Word document, upload your photo, put in the address and price and stuff like that, right? And so there are tools like that that I know other brokerages use and stuff like that. I mean, here's here's the one issue that I think you're going to have to overcome is real estate is inherently, uh, uh, you know, self-employed business for realtors, right? And so right. even though there is a brand, there is a company kind of behind them, ultimately it falls on that individual realtor's shoulders, whether or not they're going to make it or not. And so with that, we actually just experienced this in our office. We're trying to implement some software for everyone to use and um, some sort of like common tools just for communication and whatnot. And the issue is you have somebody that uses like Outlook, you have somebody that uses Gmail, you have somebody that uses uh, and everyone are, you know, they're, they're kind of setting their 
their ways a little bit. And so trying to like group everyone together, I mean, that's that's the biggest um, hurdle I think you're going to have to overcome, right? So, right, yeah. Um, yeah, so from the outsider's perspective, it looks like, it, in a naive, I think in a naive way, it looks like everyone that's listed on your website works for your organization, but that's that's not actually the case. They're all sort no. of independent, yeah. All independent, and yeah, I mean it's the same with every every brokerage that's that's out there. I mean there were there were a couple brokerages in Canvas that try to go like the team route, and you know they would pay people salary and stuff like that. And um, yeah, I mean that that that's great for the brokerage in times like the last two years when you know we've hit record sales and stuff like that. But um, you know, paying multiple people salaries when we're heading yeah. a, into you know by all accounts a, a bit of a recession here right now. Um, you know, I remember, I think it was January 2008, there were 17 sales in all of Kamloops. And, you know, if you have 300 agents, you know, that's a lot of people going without a paycheck, right? How, how does it work? So if they're all independent, um, you know, I'll, I'll use the back of the bus seat example, like it's branded under BSRE, that's mm -hmm. Brendan Shaw. They're still under your branding and, and logo and colors and, and I think maybe even email address. What benefit does the independent get uh, from working with you and what benefit do you get from it? Yeah, so it's more compliance based. So um, oh, ultimately, okay. I'm responsible. I'm responsible for, you know, the success or failure, essentially, of our company and the individual agents, right? So, um, you know, if there's an agent that goes out there that, um, uh, you, you know, does something that's, um, you know, unethical or whatnot, ultimately, it would fall on my shoulders. So with that, you know, our office, you know, we review all listing files, all sales files, um, you know, if there's a mm -hmm. question about, um, you know, wording of a, a contract or whatnot, um, you know, we're the ones that put our agents in touch with the professionals out there to, you know, solve complex issues. Yeah, I mean, we have obviously an, uh, an override in authority, the, the BC FSA that, um, yeah. you know, they're the regulators essentially of our industry. They're the ones that are, you know, watching over us. Theoretically, I'm the one that watches over the agents just to make sure everything's above board. Got it. Feel free if you just want to say you don't want to answer this, but do they pay you? Do the agents pay you in some, like, how do you, yeah, they're doing this work, like you're not doing that for free. Yeah, so, there, there are comp compensation structures, and a, every office operates differently. So well, some okay, of them are yeah. like splits. Um, other offices, um, you know, they might be um, desk like fees. A split, where, like a split uh, on yeah, commission. Split on commission. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, others charge desk fees, where um, every month you're you're paying X number of dollars to the brokerage uh, essentially okay. to operate out there, have your desk and stuff like that. Um, there's also online brokerages too that charge you know tech fees to be a part of it and whatnot. Um, where, you know, if you wanted your own office, you'd have to pay that separately, essentially, right? So, Got I mean, there's okay. there's pros and cons, honestly, with every business yeah. model there. Ultimately, it's just, you know, you as an agent, you have to decide, you know, what fits best with what, where you want to be. Do you, do you have to be part of a brokerage by law? Is that like a requirement as a real estate agent? You do here in BC, yeah. So you have to be, uh, yeah, a real estate agent as part of a brokerage. There has been talk, you know, here in BC and other provinces about moving more to, yeah, an independent-based framework. But currently, if you're a licensed real estate agent, you have to be a part of a brokerage. Huh. One of the things that you mentioned way back and something that we had discussed on email that we wanted to talk about is I asked if there was any anything about the way you run your business, any part of it really, that is ripe for automation. So something that just sucks, <laughs> like something you do that is monotonous, um, repetitive, whatever, uh, and something that we can automate. I've always been surprised at how much um, 
this is this isn't a judgment, but I think it's a it's a case of like I've got 20 years of experience in tech, and some of that some of that I take for granted, and forget that people don't have 20 years in tech, and so um, occasionally I'm surprised when people don't realize that you can automate some things and regularly run run across instances of people doing things very manually when there is a potential simple solution that they just don't aren't aware of. And so I was curious like what kinds of what kinds of things in your business or that you're aware of that real estate agents have or suffer from that could be automated. And one thing you brought up was uh, property management. Um, and I was curious to just kind of explore some of that a little bit. What are mm-hmm. what are some things that just I don't want to say suck, but like wish you wish you just didn't have to do social media aside, or maybe maybe it is social media. I don't know. Yeah, uh, yeah. Property management, I think, is our biggest problem right now, as far as uh, you know, trying to find something that's a little bit more streamlined. The issue that I think we're seeing is there isn't really one type of software to handle the aspects of property management that we need. We're a little bit different than a lot of you know other property management companies. There's a ton of property management companies here in town that are independently owned. They manage their own portfolio and whatnot. And so with that, they, they're, there's no requirement for them to be licensed, right? Whereas right. with us, our requirement is, uh, you know, if we manage property for other people, which which we do, you know, we have to create separate trust accounts, um, you know, separate processes, paperwork. Um, there's a lot of regulation that that comes with that too at the same time. So, you know, recently we've been working with, with our accountant who works with a number of other kind of property management related companies as well too. And, um, you, you know, we've just been trying to find that application to kind of streamline everything just a little bit better. So. Mm-hmm. You know, if there's some sort of property management software out there um, that could work for, you know, the small mom and pop type shops to the largest, you know, real estate holders, I think there could be a lot of, I know there's a lot of other people that are, you know, out there kind of in our situation. So um, some of the larger like property management software companies that are out there right now, I mean, there's uh, a threshold to being able to utilize it. They might have, you know, startup costs of, you know, tens of thousands of dollars essentially to get into it plus monthly um, fees. Um, the issue that we saw with that just being a licensed company is that you can only have like one license essentially for one company. You know, if we manage, you know, 20 different properties for 20 different individuals, we have 20 different trust accounts that, uh, we need to have set up. That would be 20 different licenses Mm -hmm. that we would need to operate out of. I mean, we're talking about hundreds of thousands of dollars in licensing costs in order to kind of move forward with something like that, right? And so um, there becomes a cost benefit there that just isn't, right? you know, it's, it's just not applicable. Can we just back up just, yeah. a, just a bit? Like when you, s- <laughs> this is going to sound silly because I feel like I'm oh. asking it late. When you say property management, what does that mean? <laughs> <laughs> so the simplest uh, answer to that is uh, property management is someone will come to us, they say, hey, I have a house. Uh, can you manage it for us? Can you rent it out, find a tenant, yeah. do drive-bys, do inspections, and just make sure that you know there's income coming in, being able to yeah. pay my mortgage for me? We see that a lot with out-of-town purchasers, um, but even professionals here in town too. There's a number of people that invested, bought real estate, um, where you know they want to spend more time with their family or more time their their time's better spent at work. Where 
um, you know, we're the ones that that kind of stick handle things for them. You know, if there's mm-hmm. a, a plumbing leak or something like that, we'll send, um, you, you know, call a, a contractor to go and, and take a look at it and stick handle all that, those sort of aspects for them. Yeah, with that, I mean, it could be a single family house, it could be an apartment, it could be an apartment building, it could be a co- commercial uh, building, an office tower. We even yesterday had a request to manage some farmland uh, for, oh, for yeah. people and stuff like this. So it's c- kind of all over the, yeah. the map that way. What is like, what are those tasks that, you know, what are you looking for in a, in an, I guess, a piece of software or a thing that helps you manage that? Like, what's the, yeah. what's the, what's the, I don't know, couple, couple of things that you got to do or that your staff have to do yeah. that is just a royal pain in the butt that you would like software to fix for you? Yeah, for sure. So there's uh, aspects like rent collection. And rent collection, it's different for everybody. You, you know, you can't just have one standard, okay, we accept e-transfer or we accept, um, uh, you know, direct deposit. It, you have to tailor to to the tenant, right? I mean, there's mm-hmm. some tenants that don't even have a bank account, right? Uh, you know, they pay, uh, you know, monthly in cash. There's um, other uh, other tenants that they'll only pay by e-transfer and no other way. And so it's, um, you need something that's, you know, fully encompasses, I think, every um, aspect of, of rent collection that way, something that, you, you know, ideally uh, notice, notifies you as a manager or a, as a landlord that, uh, you know, hey, rent's due, uh, it has been received or it hasn't been received. Um, you know, these are who you need to follow up with, essentially. Um, some sort of bookkeeping tool as well, too. Um, it's actually funny. We, we use a couple different pieces of software right now for our um, sales side and for our property management side, and each one of them uses different accounting software so mm-hmm. you might use sage mm-hmm. for one quickbooks for another fresh books for another and so it's oh my goodness it is honestly archaic in a lot of ways something that's uh, i think just just easy for rent collection uh bookkeeping uh you know maintenance requests reminders you know something where okay you know if it's the fifth of the month rent was due on the the first you know why hasn't rent been received you know uh, can we follow up with those people you know some sort of tool where it you know saves um, you know, lease agreements where it's easily accessible, where it's not, you know, right. on, uh, you know, in Google Drive and, you know, three or four folders or something like that, where, uh, you, need, you know, we need to search for it. I mean, like I said, something that's cost effective where, um, you know, a small mom and pop type shop that just wants to streamline things, you know, they don't need to spend $10,000 and, you know, $1,000 a month in order to receive their mm-hmm. $1,500 rent payment, right? And I think above hmm. all else, something that's like easy to use. Um, I was actually recently just talking to this owner of a uh, interprovincial uh, management company. They manage thousands of units throughout Canada and uh, talking to him about kind of the software that that they use. Um, and, and one of his comments was after they just recently upgraded to to some new software was that he, he kind of feels like they need to hire, you know, three or four new people just to kind of manage that software and continually like update it with um, you know changing tenants or or maintenance requests and stuff like that. My kind of thoughts are ideally you, you want some sort of technology, some sort of software that that yeah, makes things yeah. easier. It doesn't complicate yeah. things where you need to hire more people on a monthly basis to to use it, right? Yeah, that's um, that's wild. I mean, one of yeah. my like I've I've been casually saying this to people for a decade or two is like I just think life is too short to use terrible software like <laughs> i don't know like why, why do we have to suffer through somebody's terrible design decisions i've used a ton of crm type software and stuff like that and some of it like taking so long to load it's like uh, i can just throw this into an excel spreadsheet and mm-hmm. literally you know control f you know find whatever i'm looking for and literally 
a second. And it's, you know, why am I waiting, you know, five seconds here, 10 seconds there in order for, you know, something to load, right? It just doesn't. I mean, it's funny you bring up Excel. Like what, what are, what are some of the things that you're using Excel for right now that you think is like that? That's a great example. Like something that's super slow and maybe, maybe you've even done this where you've said, screw this. I'm not going to yeah. do it. I'm just going to put it in Excel so I can <laughs> control F, look for stuff. Um, yeah. What are some things that you're, you're using Excel for that you feel is uh, silly to be doing in Excel? Uh, well, right now, I mean, it's just this, uh, you know, it's rent collection <laughs> okay. and stuff like that. Like we have our like accounting softwares, we have our back backend, uh, uh, you know, real estate software and stuff like that too. But uh, I mean, I always rather than writing down on a piece of paper, you know, kind of have a backup in Excel where I'm just cross referencing numbers and stuff like that, just to make sure things match up. Right. And so, um, you know, occasionally, if we're going for a refinance on on a building or a property or something like that, a lot of the times, you know, banks will need like per- personal net worth statements or income statements and stuff like that. It's a lot easier just to, you know, save a PDF off of Excel than to, you know, create and export some uh, statement that way in a, a mm. lot of ways. Why do you think no software exists? It, it does yeah. exist. It's just they're not good. Why, why is that? Uh, I think for us is because we're we just haven't found the right piece of software yet. I mean, something that works for a small or like a large independent wouldn't necessarily work for us because, you know, we have part of our business is, um, you know, our own management, but part of it's uh, management for third parties as well, too, at the Mm -hmm. same time, right? And so um, there's government regulation, I think is is one of the biggest hurdles uh, to get around our reporting requirements. And um, I I think with that, there's a, a you know, companies out there that, or at least I, maybe I haven't found it, that don't currently support just with their structure. How many organizations do you think are like you in this in this regard, uh, this property management? Well, I think it, it, every property manager I talk to has, yeah, the same issues with it, right? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it doesn't matter if it's, yeah, a, a small mom and pop type shop that needs to provide their accountant at the end of the year with with you know their income and expense statement or like i said you know a, a larger property management company that mm-hmm. um you know needs to hire additional support staff just to use that software this is a, maybe a random question do you want to be a you want to be a tech entrepreneur <laughs> i would love to be like i i i, I would I, I would totally invest in something like this because i i, I do see a a need for this for sure 100 yeah. percent. yeah it's super interesting this isn't the direction i thought this was going to go at all but um we could build this for sure like i'm almost certain of it caleb's done some work with a uh, electric vehicle financing company and integrating with uh direct deposit like pulling pulling money out of people's bank accounts yeah it, it was out of the state so like it's, yeah it works a little differently but yeah. the gist of it working with like banks and how much of a nightmare that is yeah if we've done that before and and we've got another client right now um that's just getting started up in the in the states i I don't really know how to describe it specifically for first-time home buyers it's a really really cool like really cool thing that they're building we've built the initial product for like onboarding the application credit checks all this kind of stuff we've built all that so like we're kind of experienced in this in this space and like i honestly thought we were going to talk about like how do we automate your email (laughs) But I'm I'm really excited about the idea of of exploring this property management thing because our our approach to building software has changed dramatically over the last year, and we can probably get something 
that you could use. It wouldn't do everything, but we could probably get something that you could use that could collect rent from some people within a matter of months. Like, yeah, that's something that we could do. Or, yeah, and like add on. Yeah, I mean, maybe a document, uh, you know, tab or something like that, where yeah, agreements are in. Uh, you know, if we could spit out or you know, connect with um, you know, like QuickBooks or something like that, and just have everything like automated. That yeah, way. I mean, like we've built we've built that like that that yeah. piece we've also built like we've got this uh, for a completely different client where they have these templates when they need to send it off to a client we just grab the template um, fill in fill in the information that they need to fill in it generates a word document that they that we send to the sales agent because they do yeah. have to like review it but then they yeah. don't have to like do all that pasting around themselves they get this email with the with the document, they can f make whatever changes they need to make or review it and then send that off to the client. Yeah. Um, it's actually interesting that you bring up like that word document template because in the last couple of years, like historically when I first started, like back in 2006, 2007, um, a lot of people uh, were still using like carbon copy print mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm. uh, contracts and stuff like that, right? And um, I mean, even five years ago, how it used to work was, you, I mean, you do everything by hand essentially on a, a printed pieces of piece of paper, you know, if you're doing a new listing, you'd send it to the office, the office would review it, they'd send it to our board or board would, you know, hand put in that data input in order to get on like realtor.ca. Um, whereas now, you know, five years later, it's it's all automated through like AuthentiSign, DocuSign, um, you know, a, a, a transaction online desk software that it essentially spits out everything um, to those those signers. And, you know, you, you just load everything just digitally instead of um, having to go through, you know, that six or seven different avenues in order to to get a property listed. Mm -hmm. So one thing, because because I live in a building that has like a property management company and and every once in a while they send like the emails that are like the gutters are going to be cleaned at this time or like they're cleaning out the parking garage. Yeah. But they're always these like super janky, like hand typed out emails with some like gifts or whatever in them. Is is that something that could be automated? Totally. I, I think part of this software, um, yeah, I mean, sending out like reminders or maintenance requests. Um, you know, just the other day, I got a phone call from one of our tenants. They were like, hey, Brennan, you know, the grass hasn't been cut in like three weeks. You know, what's uh, what's going on? And, you know, it's hard for us to mm. be at every different property at at once. You know, we need people to let us know if there's, you know, some issue that hasn't been dealt with you know if we have you know if there's a contractor that has you know one of their staff members has skipped doing some tasks like that we need to know about that yeah having something that's easily accessible where you know we can send out an email you know rather than having to hand deliver every notice or something like that um, where there's a red re receipt where you know we know people have received it um, I, I think would certainly be beneficial that way um, and even having some sort of tool where you know that's easy for people to to communicate with us how how would they get a hold of you now like if if somebody doesn't show up to cut the lawn it, in 3 weeks they it, just email you it's just like rent collection everyone does something differently some people right. text me um when we have a designated <laughs> like manager managing the building uh or it might be a strata management issue and they message me rather than the strategy uh, strata management company um, so it might be text, it might be email, it might be phone call, um, it mm. might be somebody showing up to our office. It's, I mean, ultimately, we want to create, a, I think, as easy for the landlord, as easy as the tenant as possible, right? So, yeah. you know, if someone messages me or something like that, um, you know, if I have the software open on my computer, I can maybe just type in a quick note, send it or something like that. Yeah, I mean, it's, yeah. but it's just, 
you know, how do we lessen that workload? I think that's that's the issue we need to overcome. One of the things that always annoys me is like if I have like a like a minor question or something, I got to like call the property management office and like either try to remember who the property management person is and like their extension or like wait and then ask to talk to the person. And it just like there's a lot of overhead for just asking like a small question. Mm -hmm. Property management for, in BC is kind of being left by the wayside. There's no kind of like communal software that, um, you know, licensed agents are are essentially using right so hmm. um, that's where i think the op opportunity is for sure i want to build this uh, <laughs> i mean we've got enough things to do but um i want to i want to build this I, and the reason the reason why is because you're excited about building it and because you <laughs> said you also want to be a tech entrepreneur so one of the things that <laughs> like <laughs> one of the things that we have realized is we can build whatever, but we're not very good at selling it. Where we've been successful is when we can build products that other people can can take because they've got the domain expertise, they've got the networks, they've got the connections. Yeah. Uh, so I'm I'm super I'm super interested in exploring that. So we've kind of run out of time. Thanks so much, Brennan, for for hanging out with us. This was a super fun conversation that went in cool places. If someone wants to get a hold of you and they're listening and they're like, ah, I want to talk with Brennan Shaw about. <laughs> you know, having him manage my farm. <laughs> yeah. How do they get a hold of you? Uh, find you? Through our website, bsre.ca. And my email is just brendan at bsre.ca. Uh, so yeah. yeah, they can, uh, yeah, go explore it. I think my cell number, you know, we've got a contact form on the website. Nice. You know, if they want to call, text me. Are you active on social media at all? Yep. I've got uh, Facebook, uh, Twitter handle is Brennan Shaw BC, Instagram, Brennan Shaw. I do have a uh, TikTok account. Yes. But my daughter yes. calls it cringy. So Duh, that's uh, yeah, better. go check it out. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that, that's actually, yeah. Anyone wants to take on managing my TikTok profile. Uh, Just let your daughter do it. No, I should. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You've been listening to The Robot Factory. I've been Caleb Sharp. I've been Jonathan Bowers. I've been Brennan Shaw. <laughs> awesome. Thanks a lot. Talk to you soon. Thanks.